the level, the pedestal that they had him on, I was like, no. Like you're well, they you're, do. you're sick you're you're setting him up for failure is what you're doing. They one hundred percent have him on a pedestal that is higher than need be. Um a thousand percent. I and and now he is He's becoming the quarterback that I don't like when you put when you put so when you give somebody the recognition that they that they deserve. He is now becoming the anti of that recognition. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. By, oh, a team that drafts me is going to have to give me part ownership. Homeboy, you ain't worth it. (laughs) Okay? Here's the thing. You're a good quarterback. Go play freaking quarterback and go do your thing. Shut your pie hole and go play ball. Okay? You're not good enough to be an owner. You're not good enough to break the rules or rewrite the rules. Go shut your hole and go play ball. But so so this is my question: is is that really him talking, or is that his agent talking? Well, somebody needs to talk to his agent and give him the rules. Well, you're not wrong, but it, it just it just seems to me like. That in every one of his, uh, in every one of his uh, interviews or whatever, it's never one on one. His agent is always around there somewhere. It, it, uh, and and I just find it interesting that his agent seems to be a part of every one of his interviews. And it, it's like, really, like so. What what are what are you? What are you trying to control here? What narrative are you trying to control? It's because mama the baby. I, it, but is it? I mean, Caleb can't get off the nipple. Is it? Is it that? Or, or, or is it? Or is it a fake oil salesman? Uh, selling you a uh, selling you a cream that heals everything. I mean, because this doesn't seem like uh, getting off the nipple type thing. This seems like a steak oil salesman selling him the boot and stars. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And and the and the thing is, is that if is that if he continues to have this guy around, that Notre Dame loss is going to be the least of his problems. This guy keeps on putting out statements saying Caleb Williams said this, and 
all this good stuff, you're 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 going you're going to wind up seeing a very good talent shun because his agent doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut. Because something tells me that this isn't exactly all Caleb Williams talking. That this seems to me like it's somebody whispering in his ear and him just repeating what the guy said. And that and that could be that could be such a dangerous place to be. And you know, and, and the uh, and the other thing is, is that this is as bad as this is. This is a, this is not the first caveat. This is the second caveat. Caleb Williams has put on coming into the NFL. The first caveat is is that he ga- is that he gave a list of teams that he would that he would play for. So now we get to. We get to pick where we're getting drafted to. Yes, I know John Elway pulled it, and yes, I know Eli Manning pulled it. But is this really the told? Is this really the standard that we're going to start? Uh, that we're going to start allowing? Oh well, I don't want to play for the Chicago Bears. I want to go play for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, yeah, I bet you do. Because they're right on the doorstep of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I want to go play for them, too. I think I could, I think I, I could give them a couple plays. Man, look. I just right? need a couple right. of cortisone shots for, uh, for the backs of the knees. I need, uh, I need uh, some tin tin and maybe a couple of uh, – and uh, it's some uh, some real good stuff to lose some of this weight. And look, I look, I'm good for uh, five or six carries. Five or six? I don't know, William. Five? You said carries, bro. I ain't trying to carry the ball. I just, I just want to play defense for five snaps. At least, at least then, uh, you know. I won't get my body punished. I can give the punishment. Well, I don't know if well, I want to. Well, 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 what do you think the cortisone shots are for? I don't want. I get enough cortisone shots. I ain't feeling shit. I don't want. I don't want that. I run. I don't want the cortisone shots. Yeah, if I gotta, like get, I said, if I gotta get a cortisone look, shot to uh to get on the field, man, I probably shouldn't be out there. Look, I'm just saying, couple cortisone shots and all that. I'm good for like five or six carries, probably about a yard apiece. I get, I get you close to the first down. Nine and a half yards away, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Nine and a half hey. yards away. Yeah, I'm close. I'm close. Hey. Hey, look, it, 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 it's just like uh, the music at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of the show. When the guy goes, a man has to, uh, has to uh, realize his limitations. Oh yeah, I realize my lim- I realize my limitations. 
and my limitations are if I'm lucky, I'll I'll get the ball and and if I and if I'm real lucky, that offensive line can be able to hold hold them so I can at least get across the line of scrimmage. <laughs> hey, let's see it. So you can can at least get across the line of scrimmage, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Because they, because if you think I'm going to run all the way for a touchdown, I mean, bro, look, we we could we could be at the forty yard line, and if I run for a touchdown, that that's going to be it for me for the day. Like like I, <laughs> I I'll be done. <laughs> like like uh, no, take me off the field, but take me into that medical tent. Like uh, shoot. After that, I'm probably just going to go ahead and retire. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, no, uh, no. In all seriousness, the, uh, the, the, this caveat thing. Oh, uh, in, in the, the name, the names that he put out that he wanted to play for the 49ers, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I even think I I even think the Giants or was either the Giants or the Jets. And then uh, and then there there was one other one. And I was like, well, I mean, you you can you can go to San Francisco, but you're not going to be starting. You're not going to be starting no time soon. Uh, you're you're going to, um, yeah, you're 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 you go to San Francisco. You are going to be a backup. Yep. Because San Francisco's got their guy. Now, the Dallas that that Dallas situation could be interesting if the Cowboys wanted to make a move for him, but I don't think they do. Because I think they went and they got their Dak Prescott replacement when they drafted or when they went and got Trey Lance. So I really don't see that working out. Minnesota, all right. Uh, me and Balsam, we just talked about this about the whole um, that this is probably def- uh, this is probably Kirk Cousins' uh, last year there. Do they want to? Do they want to sell the farm and kind of go after them? Um, I mean, if it, if this season doesn't work out for them, it, it might be an option. But again, how much are you really wanting to give up to move up to that number one spot? Because here's the thing: if the if it if the season ended today. Your your division rival is going to have the number one pick. Do you think they're going to give you the number one pick so you can go get a quarterback that's going to be able to compete with them? Nah. <coughs> that that's that's not even. I mean that I I can't even see that being in the realm of possibility. Now the Giants, that that's another interesting uh, stop 
because Daniel Jones may or may not be the answer there, and if he's not, then he's probably going to wind up somewhere as a backup. Yeah. But the thing, the thing is, is that the Giants really, I mean, they, they got a few things going for them, but I mean, it, it's not, it, it's, it's just an interesting choice because all the other teams that he mentioned were playoff caliber teams. And then you throw out the Giants. It's like, really? Like that, it, 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 was, it was just an interesting choice. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a little bit of an in- interesting point uh, choice. You know, it just goes to show you, like, you know, you just, you know, talking about the Giants. <clears throat> you look back, mm-hmm. and last season the Giants, you know, had a good season. They made the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, things seem to be going in the right direction. That is probably what prompted them to, you know, go ahead and and bring Daniel Jones uh, back. You know, sign him to to a you know big a big well not a it's not a big time contract, but you know, extend him out to the point where. You know he's a he is uh no 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 in doubt the you know guy moving forward for uh, the Giants and then you know they get into they get into this season and things just you know just haven't went right from you know the very beginning. So it's somewhat of a somewhat of a struggle. And then, you know, um uh Saquon Barkley in and out of the lineup, you know, he can't he can't stay healthy. Uh just You know, being a whirlwind, and then you look at the Giants' uh, offensive line, which is, uh, you know, offensive to say the least. They can't block worth worth anything. Uh, Daniel Jones getting killed. No protection. Uh, Giants really don't have any weaponry at the. Uh, position on uh, the uh, receiver position. So it just makes it, you know, it just makes it uh, that much harder for a young, you know, young quarterback. So, you know, we'll see uh, what happens uh, moving forward. With the Giants, uh, hopefully they can, you know, rebound. I know, I know they wasn't too uh, thrilled 
coach, and to them this season is a little bit of a disappointment because yeah. uh, they was they was not they was not expecting this. Well, and you know, and I mean, and the thing is, is that I mean, it it, it happens every year that uh, it it just seems that there's that one team where that where there's like a lot of where there's like a lot of uh, there's a, a lot of hope there there's a there's a lot of buzz a lot of energy and then boom that one in that one injury and it takes it and it takes it all down. Yeah, I mean it. It sucks, but I mean that's the nature of the game. Yeah, you you right about that. Um, definitely makes it a little bit, you know, a lot tougher. So. Uh, Speaking of disappointments, yeah do 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 we do we even want to talk about Tampa Bay on Sunday? Hey, we got or, to. Or man. we just gonna, we got or to. we just gotta forget that that happened. Got to talk about it, brother. Much as it, much as it's gonna hurt, uh, we got to talk about it because it it happened. So, uh, where do you want to start? <laughs> uh, well, <sighs> ouch. That's all I got to say, ouch. Now, let me ask you, let me ask you a question, and real quick, uh, let me, because uh, I want to, I want to record this segment so I could play it back individually for the people over at uh, Buck's Life. I want to make a post on this because I want to, you know, some people just don't have uh, the attention span to listen to a three-hour show to, to hear, you know, 15, 20 minutes of Buck's talk. So, all right. Um, we're gonna I'm gonna record a little section of it and then play it back. All right. Let me all right, so all right, so um, yeah, on to uh, Bucks talk, and then uh, we'll end it with, you know, our predictions for uh, this week's coming games, and uh, All right. you know, let let everybody know how we feel here because a lot of times people don't, uh, you know, I, I don't really like giving my best my best thoughts. In the group, I'd rather save it for the Rat Pack Sports Show or, or Rat Pack, uh, you know, Sports.com website, which I'll be I'll be starting to just 
uh, and Williams, I give you the ability to do this also. Um, you know, where you could just log in and just write, you know, if you want to do a quick synopsis of the game or something, breaking news or your thoughts on the situation. Uh, you could just log in and then you could do a quick little, uh, you know, almost like a blog post and then share it from there to, you know, all the groups and stuff like that. So what might be a good idea, um, along with the Sports Kitchen audio, you know, you can post it on which I could do that, but you know, you could post it on the website and then share it from there and then out of you know, give people you know, another avenue to to view the uh all right. the audio. So I'll seen I'll get all that set up tomorrow and then by this weekend or next week we'll be a full goal 'cause what I what I wanna do is after the after each game, uh, or you can you know pick a game, college, NFL that you want to watch closely, and then after that game, just do a, do a quick little write up on the game and your opinion on on the outcome, and just give your thoughts. So you know nothing too big, just something a little small. I'm not gonna go crazy with the with the uh, post. Just write maybe like a paragraph. Or two, just a quick summary, you know, and my, then my opinion on on the game and my thoughts. But let's get to this Bucks and uh, Lions uh, matchup, which was uh, supposed to be, you know, a marquee matchup. Uh, they did flex this game. Two to four, uh, four thirty time slot. Uh, early, early on, so uh, they were expecting this game to be, you know, a, a, a game of the week type of a uh, type of game, and uh, we got more or less the. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say embarrassment because uh, I don't think they. The score wasn't an indicator of the type of game that it really, it really was. Um, I didn't feel like we had a chance. I know the score looked like we had a chance, but I, I wasn't so sure. If they were, you know what I'm saying. I think if we'd have played three more, uh, three more quarters, it wouldn't have mattered. I, I felt like Detroit Lions were just better uh, up front. We got beat uh, up front. We got punished, and uh, we got beat up front. And they won the line of scrimmage on the offensive line. And the defensive line because uh, Jared Goff had too much time to throw the ball, and we weren't getting pressure with our ends. And I'm gonna say ends because that's what they are. 
Uh, even though in the three four defense they call them outside linebackers, where outside linebackers can cover. So um, the defensive ends that's rushing from the outside, but uh, no pressure from the outside. Uh, really, you know, golf had, you know, he had time to get rid of the ball, and. Third down, again, you know, this is a constant thing with this team. Uh, we just can't get off the field on third down. So, for as much as, you know, the offense struggles, if you got a defense that can't get off the field on third down, you're still going to have massive amounts of problems uh, because defense is going to be on the field a long time. And part of that is their fault. You get in a third and long situation, you got to get off the field. So if you if you keep letting teams convert third and longs, the drives are prolonging, but it's your fault. You can't turn we can't turn around and blame the offense and say what well, a de- defense is on the field too long because you know the offense uh, you know couldn't move the ball. There's some truth to that, but at the same time. Uh, if you got a ton of third and longs and you can't get off the field, uh, excuse me, that, that is on, that's on the defense. So if we look at the box score, actually team stats, that's what I'll be looking for. Bucks had 13 first downs. Um... Lions were Lions had 19 first downs, but the third down efficiency for the Lions was nine for 16. For the Bucks, it was two for 12. Uh, we had 205 yards passing and 40 44 yards rushing, 46 yards rushing. Lions. Didn't run the ball. That's one thing uh, this season the Bucks are doing a better job is uh, stopping the run. They're doing great, but that's that's Todd Bowles' defense. You know, mm-hmm. max out, max out, stopping the run, and uh, be super aggressive to a fault in the passing game. And, well, and, you know the thing. Oh, go ahead, Debo. No, I was just gonna say and. A lot of people thinks thinks that you know this defense is is good. What 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 are you what are we measuring this good defense you know against? Because I like good teams are measured up against good teams. They're not measured up against bad teams. They're measured up against good teams. So so, so f- go ahead go ahead. I'll let you go and then I'll finish. No, no, go ahead and finish because this will take me a minute. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, good teams measure themselves up against other good teams. If you you want to run, you want to make a championship run, you got to measure yourself up against the 49ers, not the Arizona Cardinals. So, we played six, mm-hmm. we've played six games in the season. And uh, out of those six games, 
we've played two teams with winning records. Lions, Eagles. And uh, both of those games were embarrassing losses. I'm not going to – well, 20 to 6 Lions, 25 to 11 Eagles. And I will, I will even say this Eagles game wasn't that close. That's just the score. But we were, we were dominated at the point of attack in that game. So that's that's what we're measuring ourselves up against. And next week against Buffalo, we'll be measured up again. Uh, two weeks from there, uh, we'll be measured up again. So, you know, uh, when when it's time for this defense, and as and I'm gonna just the team in general. When we play these better teams, we have to step up as players and coaches also in these games. We can't keep pl- uh, beating on the bad teams, and then when we play the good teams, we just look like we're not even in. You know, we don't even have a chance. Because that's what it's that's what it's looked like uh so far. And uh, you know, last season, uh same thing. You know, we beat the not so good teams and when we played the better teams, they beat us. We finished under we was eight and nine. We was a game under nine, five hundred, won our division under five hundred. So um, you know, that's what it is, but uh, go. You go ahead with what you were going to say, William, because once you're done, I'm, we're going to start breaking down, you know, uh, player, player performances and then, uh, you know, get into that. Well, so, so uh, first of all, you know, I, I have told you, I have told you guys, I do not think our defensive our, our defensive line is that bad. I I actually think that in a lot of aspects that that it's 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 good. However, this this is the other part with it being good or okay. There is still other tangibles to an entire defense. I mean, our guys can get to if our guys can get to the quarterback all day. Oh, all right. But if he's already thrown the ball by the time we get there, then it's up to it's up to our secondary to do their job. And, and this and this is a problem that I'm seeing, and, and I and I don't know what happened because they were actually doing okay with it, um, up until last week, and that is playing off of the receivers. I don't know why they keep on going back to where they're playing ten and fifteen yards off of the receivers. There there were so many plays, Derek, where the guy is catching the ball and there's nobody around him. Yeah, you see uh, it all the time. No, yes. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just gonna say, you know, we we see it all the time. Yeah, you know, and into into your credit, because me and you, we did have a disagreement about this 
um, about the defensive uh, about the the defensive line in the pass rush, and you said you don't you said you thought it was terrible. Well, I wouldn't call it terrible, but it wasn't the greatest in the world. Okay, there there were there were some plays where I saw us getting getting good pressure on the quarterback and actually getting to him. But then there are other times where it seemed like they, that they weren't even there. Yeah. So is it great or is it horrible? It's it's neither. It, it's it's good or it's okay. I mean, like, yeah. I I mean that I mean that that's where you kind of that's where you kind of have to you kind of have to put it because the defensive rush is not horrible. If it was horrible, we would we would ever be able to get into the backfield. We do get into the backfield at times. Now, is it great? No, it's not great because we're not in the backfield every play. Okay, that that QB is not pressured every play. So there's that. Now, let's talk about the offense for a second. Now. Everybody knows I like Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. That hasn't changed. But with that, we got to talk about some of these passes, especially to that rookie out of Nebraska, where that ball was it. it it would have been it would have been catchable had Baker shortened it up a little bit, or or something along those lines. Because there was two passes, Derek, that still stick out in my head, where if the ball had just been thrown, just a I would say a half a foot shorter. That rookie from Nebraska is he's gone. He's in the end zone. Okay. I saw that twice. There was a couple of plays that I had to go back and watch because I would because I went out of the room for what for whatever reason. And you know, and I saw more of the same. Now, I don't know what it is with Baker and these rookie wide receivers, but he doesn't. He he doesn't seem to have this problem with Godwin or Evan. So I I I'm try I'm trying to figure out this whole dynamic in chemistry. But if Baker wants the QB job, the QB one job at Tampa, he's he's got he's going to have to adjust. And, th- and this is the, this is what I was talking about when we first signed him. Was, was this whole, was this whole thing through the season? What is he going to be able to adjust with all these other players for this to work? And I, so I'm very curious to see what he comes back with this weekend against Atlanta. Now. Everybody's saying, oh, it's the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, it's the Atlanta Falcons. 
oh, well, they've lost this or this. Yes, yes, they have. But make no mistake, that defense, that defense of Atlantis is a cat and mouse. They, they, they like to play dead, but they're really not. And I don't know what it is. Don't care who the quarterbacks are. Don't care who the head coaches are or whatever. But every year, for some reason, Atlanta either has our number or we're in for the fight of our lives. Like, I've, I've already learned with the Falcons, I don't even look at the records anymore. I really don't because I've seen it both ways. Yeah. Yeah, we have, man. And, and you know, it's all it's the division games. Divisional games are always, you know, tough games. No matter, you know, throw the records out the window. You know, everybody's familiar with each other. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we we just got to go out there and play, uh, play ball. And they got to they gotta get off the field on third down on defense. That's a must. Uh, you have to do that. If you, you can't get off the field, you know, on third down, then, you know, you'll be in the same situation as, as last game. Uh, that has to happen. You know, we, we have to get off. We have to get off the field on third down. There's no... No ifs, ands, or uh, buts about it. If we can't do that, yeah, it'll be game. It'll be game over. So, um, can't overlook them. You know, even though Atlanta is, you know, in the they're in the rebuilding phase themselves, and at the end of the day. Uh, we are too. I'm sorry. That's I've been saying this for a while. We are in a rebuilding phase. I don't care what the coaches are saying. Uh, they that's just coach speak. But we're not a serious, you know, we're not a serious con- uh, contender. And. We're we're in the rebuilding phase, so uh, this game could go either way. Oh, and Atlanta has a running back that uh, if we if we don't dominate the 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 point of attack on, on, with with the defensive line. Uh, I think it's Bijan Robinson. I think that's his name. Uh, yeah, he will hurt us. I, I've seen a few of these guys' uh, uh, highlights, and there's been one other guy that I've seen make people miss in small spaces. His name was Barry Sanders. It's been a long time since Barry Sanders has uh has played football. That that kid is a special talent. And uh we got to be prepared. 
and we we have to game tackle because if we don't, uh, it's gonna be a long game. What's your? Uh, I'm sorry, you cut out right. You you cut out right there. What did you say? No, nah, I said we're gonna have to game tackle because if we don't, uh, it's gonna be a long game. Uh, Bijan, oh, yeah. Bijan Robinson will will be the X factor if we can if we can slow him down. Uh, we got a chance to, you know, uh, you know, win this game because I don't think Ritter is is at that point where he's gonna beat us if you know he he doesn't have a running game. Uh, he's not there. We got to, we have to get off the field on third down. What's so, um, Also, last game against the the Detroit Lions. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, I wanna I want to clarify something. You know, a little debate that I've been in back and forth. I seem like I get in this debate every week. Um, mm hmm. Who's the true? Who's the who's the the number one guy on this team. Again, uh, there was another debate. Again, what 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 do you mean number one guy? Like, from a wide receiver standpoint, who's who's the number one guy? Like, who who are, who's so, who's getting the number one targets? And who, I, okay, so that's a loaded question because. In all honesty, right now the way that it the way that it is going, yeah. and the way that it is, and the way that everything uh, seems to be flowing, is you don't technically have a number one guy. Yeah, you got two one A one B. You have you yes you you have you have two you have two guys that are getting targets, but they're getting targets at different times for different reasons. Mike Evans, okay, here is the thing. Mike Evans is a great receiver at what he does. Mike Evans is a down the sideline. I'm I'm gonna use my body to get ca- uh, to get ca- to catch the ball type receiver. That yeah. that is that is what Mike Evans is. Mike Evans is down. Mike Evans is down the sideline, corner of the uh, corner of the uh, end zone, right there on the goal line. Uh, he he's he's actually started using his body a lot more. 
to try to get to try to get those um, to try to get some of those passes. Uh, really happy to see that. Yeah. Okay, that is Mike Evans. Chris Godwin is a is an over the is a over the center hook route. Whatever uh, he is, In, uh, curl, he curl, is a inside curl. Curl routes, yes, of, of exactly out routes, in routes, of short posts. You know, yes, he's the he's the guy that works the middle of the field. So, it, in in yes. my eyes, and this is the way, you know, this is the old school mentality of, you know, a number one guy, and that that mm-hmm. to me, a number one guy does everything. They don't, they don't, they're not just, you know, they're not just. Uh, keen on on being effective one way, uh, they can do everything. So if you're trying to shut down, you know him. Let's let's just take Randy Moss for it. Randy Moss was a Hall of Fame receiver. A lot of his plays was made, you know, going down the field. But if right. you if you want to take that away, Randy Moss. Didn't have no shame in, in going across the middle. This is the in his day and age when he played basketball. You, I mean, uh, played football. Going across the middle, you 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 was looking for that linebacker or that safety because they was allowed to mm-hmm. take your head off. So, um, in today's game, it's not like that. So, for a lot of receivers, they putting up all these um, all these. Uh, astronomical numbers. There's no middle resistance in the passing game. That's why I don't like to. I don't like to really uh, call guys out as one of the best ever, because the rules have been modified to make it easier for them to put up these crazy, crazy stat lines. That's that's quarterbacks included. So I have to see. I have to see other stuff. That 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 is required of a number one guy of a top five ten wide receiver in the league. That's you have to set yourself apart from the rest of the pack. Can everybody else do this? What you're great at? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Randy Moss was was one of a kind. Jerry Rice was. One of a kind, Michael Irvin. They, when when they played, there was no doubt. Obviously, Michael Irvin and Jerry Rice played in the same era, so you got Michael Irvin uh, and Jerry Rice every year. You knew who the best, who mm-hmm. the best receivers were. You knew you yep. knew Jerry Rice was getting that ball on, in any third down situation. The ball was going to him. You knew Michael Irvin mm-hmm. with his body. And his ability to, you know, get downfield. Now, Michael Irvin, they call him a possession receiver. But Michael Irvin, he stretched the field too. But he just utilized the middle of the field. That's where he made his money at. So, you you knew those guys were, you know, the best at they at their position when mm-hmm. they played. There was no doubt about it. And if, you know, anybody questioned it, you was looking at them like, you crazy? Not today's mm-hmm. players. So it's it's just too easy, man. Like 
And for for a player like Evans, for a player like Evans, he's put up these, you know, obviously we see the numbers. Uh historically, we see what he's done, what he's done historically. But there's a to me, there's a lot of, you know, uh empty yards and there's a lot of um so what's the word so I'm looking this, for? So this is, what what's the word for um, what um you know, there's a lot of empty yards and then, you know, obviously we haven't played in a whole lot of big games, but you know, uh Evans kind of disappears sometimes where you know, against you know, like uh mm-hmm. New Orleans, the kid from New New Orleans that always give him problems every every time we play New Orleans. Um he, he struggles against physical receivers and that's that's a hard, I mean physical corners. And that's something hard to understand when you're six five and you're the size that you are. Why would how could you well, struggle against being being physical and that's supposed to be, you know, one of your well, strengths. Well, so the thing is is that and, and I and and I actually kinda go back to his college days at Texas A and M. He was just a fly guy. And every, yeah, uh, I don't think he really learned until just recently how to actually maneuver and use his body the way it is the uh, the way that he has been. Yeah, I, in the last year, in in the last year, beginning of this year, I've noticed that he that that he's using his body, that he's doing more than what he used to. Now I don't know who he's talking to. Don't know who he's working out with, but whatever it is, it's making it's making a heck of a difference. Well, and honestly, had he been doing this all along, there are a lot of games that would have been drastically different. Yeah, because I think a lot of times he he relies too much on the big play, in the in the deep ball, to uh you know be an impact, and if if. You know, if it, if we not, you know, if the offensive line isn't doing their job, then you're not gonna have that twenty yard pass every time. So, well, I I just think that I'm not gonna say Evans is a one trick pony. Obviously, he's done other stuff, but it's not consistent with. You look at, let's go with, uh, you know, Hopkins. Uh, all his career, he's done it all. He's, you know, they move him around the field. He's got some of the best hands in the league. Uh, catching in traffic, one of the best, you know, we've seen. Never really had a, a true uh, quarterback. He's done all this with second and third string type dudes throwing him the football. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, you look at him saying, you know, Hands, big body, was wasn't afraid to go across the middle. He could be a possession receiver. He could well, catch so, a slant. So we're, we're, well, so let's just establish something here really quick since you brought him up. Larry Fitzgerald is going to go down 
He's one of the greats. As the all greater, time great. As the greatest wide receiver to, to never, never win, win the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yep. 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 Larry Fitzgerald is the Dan Moreno of wide receivers. You you do do not come at me with Andre Reid. No, 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 no. Uh, don't don't come at don't come at me with some of these other guys. Yes, they were good. They were Larry Fitzgerald yes, was a, and, was an animal. Yeah, and yes, in all honesty, they were probably great. But I am talking about the greatest. Yeah. Like, hands down, that man. I wanted so bad. Yeah, with that Super Bowl here in Tampa where they played the Steelers. Oh man. I was I, that that made me that may upset me a little bit. I'm not even a Cardinals fan, and uh, I was a little mad when they the uh, Steelers drove the field and scored that touchdown with just a few seconds yep. left. After yep. uh, Larry Fitzgerald caught like a I want to say maybe like a seven ten yard post route, took it to the house. Yep. I'm like, okay, this this is it, man. This is his moment, and then Steelers go right down. And they, you know, toe drag, toe tap, yeah. touchdown in the back of the back of the end zone yep. by, uh, I think it was Santonio Holmes. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. That that hurt because you know that that was late in his career, so you knew that was probably the only only chance he was gonna get. You know him, uh, Anquan Bolden, who was another yep. you know really really good receiver. Uh, almost but, but almost. See. Uh, great, but see, great did, uh, receiver. But didn't Bolden go on, go and win a Super Bowl with the Ravens? Yeah, he went and won. He went and won one with the Ravens. Uh, a few years later. Uh, but yeah, you know, Fitzgerald, hey. he was he was loyal to Arizona. He didn't want to go anywhere else to uh, finish his career. So, you know, he he just played his whole career. In Arizona and just never got back, yeah. you know, to the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he'll be one of the all-time greats, uh, if not yes. the best uh, wide receiver, definitely to never win a, a Super Bowl. But uh, where we going with this? I know we got kind of long, but where we going with this is, you know, uh, if you're in a contract year like you know Evans is in and uh, you can't fall off if if you're trying to be one of the highest paid or top paid receivers in the league. You know you got to be that guy uh, every week. So in the last like three years, I'm gonna just go back three years here. Uh, let's go to uh, last season. Uh, targets, targets to receptions, and this will give you an idea of dependability or hands for that matter. Uh, obviously, Evans is going to have more yards per catch because he's doing most of his damage going upfield, longer passes. So, Evans is going to probably always have a higher average. But volume, volume-wise, um, not so much. So, last year, uh, Mike Evans had – 127 targets, uh, 77 receptions. So that's about, you know, 55, 55% of the passes he that was thrown at him, he caught. 
not a, not really a good ca- uh, catch percentage, but hey, you know it, it was good enough for eleven hundred yards, uh, six touchdowns, seventy seven receptions. Uh, Chris Godwin last season, uh, one hundred and four catches and one hundred and forty two targets. Nine, you know, yards per completion gonna be down a little bit because, you know, he's doing his, he's doing most of his work in the middle of the field, so he's not stretching the field as much. But you see, he's got almost seventy, uh, thirty more receptions and only thir- fifteen more targets. So they're almost even as far as targets. That's why I say one A one B. But um, Godwin is just used mm-hmm. to do everything. He run the reverses. He do the quick screens. He run the in routes. He run the curl routes. He run the out routes. He run the post routes. He run the seam routes. You know, um, what's that, 40, 38, 38 uh, incompletions going towards Chris Godwin. 38 out of 142. He caught 104, 104 of them. That that is that's dependability. That's catching the ball in traffic. That is, you know, being that guy. Third down, where are we going? That that's what that is. So last season, I would say obviously Evans got him in the yards category, but um, you know, obviously thirty more receptions. That's not a small number. That's a pretty big number. So. Uh, 2021, here we go again, uh, Godwin, 1,100 yards receiving, uh, five touchdowns, 98 receptions, and 127 targets, which, again, in 14 games, this is the season he got hurt. He only played those 14 games, and he had almost 100 receptions. And uh, Evans played, you know, 16, only got 74 receptions, 114 targets, uh, 127 targets for Godwin. So, again, who's getting look, these numbers is, is showing you. And this is with Gronkowski uh, in the lineup. Obviously, Leonard Fournette got 84 targets. Uh, Antonio Brown got 62 targets. You know, this is with Brady. So Brady spread the ball out to everybody. But mm-hmm. the 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 man he goes to when he needs something, Chris Godwin, twenty uh, you know, hundred twenty seven targets, ninety eight receptions. That's dependability. That that is when catching the ball, not very little drops. Godwin don't drop passes. So, uh. Again, that's 2021. So let's go to 2020. This is uh the Super Bowl Super Bowl year. Um Mike Evans actually Okay, so Godwin only played 12 games this year. Um So Evans 16 games, 70 receptions, 109 targets. Uh, 13 touchdowns. Godwin played 12 games, 65 receptions, 84 targets. So that's 19, 21 uh, 
incomplete passes out of 84. He caught 65 of them for 840 yards, 12.9 average. Uh, so this year, Evans, you know, uh, obviously with, you know, missing games, uh, he outdid him that year. So uh, we go back 2019. This is with Jameis. Um, Chris Godwin again, more targets, uh, 1,300 yards, 86 receptions, uh, 15.5 yard average, nine touchdowns. He actually led the team in all categories this year, 2019. This is uh, Jameis Winston last last season. He had 20, 25 big plays. Averaged almost a uh, hundred yards receiving per game. Now, um, I'm, the reason I'm reading these off because I want people to realize, like nobody's saying Evan, Evans is not good. Uh, but we're just saying he may not be the best receiver on this team. That's it. that's all I've been saying. Like, if you had Jerry Rice and Tim Brown. Like the Raiders had, uh, nobody was saying Jer- uh, Tim Brown was washed up because Jerry Rice was get- putting in the bid, giving them the business. You still got two mm-hmm. really good receivers, but the argument of Evans is still the number one guy on this team. I don't think so. He ha- he hasn't been the number one guy probably the last three seasons. Three. Three out of the last five seasons, even maybe even four out of the last five seasons, uh, you know, he's he's his numbers speak for itself. Even though the targets might be even, uh, it's the receptions, the uh catch rate, the percentage of catches to targets is way drastically more higher. Godwin is catching 75 percent of the balls that come his way. Evans is catching about 50 to 55% of the balls going his way. And I would contest all day long that the route tree that Godwin is running is way more difficult than, you know, what uh, Mike Evans is running. So uh, the difficulty of how Godwin is getting his receptions toward to Mike is completely different because Mike is just working the outside Garvin is working the middle. So he's he's got to worry about getting his head taken off still. Uh you know, almost every time he catch a ball over the middle. He get hit, he gets up, goes right back to the huddle, um, uh, does it again. I remember one game, uh Godwin went across the middle like three times. Each time he caught the ball, he took a big hit. Went back to the huddle. Did it again. Went back to the huddle. Did it again. To me, that's that is the uh, the quality of you know a number one guy. I can line them up over here. I can line them up over there. Any situation, uh, I'm not giving away my playbook. It's, I'm actually making it more difficult for them to guard him because we're we're moving him around everywhere, opposed to you know Evans. He just, you know, he just works the outside. And and what matters is this. 
Evans is probably mm. since the day he's coming to the league, he he gets called for a lot of offensive pass interferences, and that that is his own fault because these are not bad calls. He is literally pushing off. You do that when you can't get separation. I'm just saying. Number two, um, you know, he's one of the highest – he's got one of the highest drop percentages in the league. And I – shoot, I don't – this season, uh, let's see if I can pull it up. Real quick. And then uh, see if I can pull it up. It will probably be pro football reference because they seem to be more – more in depth with uh the numbers than is it career. So okay, is it do they got dropped on here? Mm. TDs, cash yards. Hold on, I don't want that. I just want I don't want game logs. not what I want either, but hold on. 2000. That's not it either. Man, what? Postseason, career, split. Okay, here we go. Trying to see if I can find See if I can type this in. This is so difficult on here, man. Mike Evans. Let's see. Does that estimation? Okay, here we go. Let's see. Rotowire. Okay, so I think I found it. So Mike Evans uh, dropped. They actually have a drop percentage. So. His drop percentage is about 17%. See, I just read this off without even uh, going to these numbers here. But uh, his drop rate is 17% this season. That's this season so far. Uh, last season, it was 39 2.6 and then uh 6.4 in 2020. So his catch rate is 58%. So 
So 58% of the balls thrown to him uh, is caught. And I'm reading these off of uh, Roto-Wire. If anybody want to go and, uh, you know, check these out for themselves, uh, this is where you can go. So now that I'm on here, let's go to Pierce Godwin. Because I think the difference is going to be pretty alarming. So, um, Chris Godwin in where is it? Okay, so Chris Godwin uh, drop percentage this season is 20 is 2.7. Mike Evans was 17%. His catch rate rate is 73%. See, I knew it would be somewhere around uh, 75%. So, uh, 2020, this is as far back as they go. well, not as far back, but this is what's showing. So, 2020, his catch rate was 77%. 2021, 77%. 2022, 73%. And so far this season, 73%. Uh, drop percentage was 48 2.4, 2.8, 2.7. So, um, you know, that tells you everything that uh you need to know. Forty percent of his forty percent of his yards. Hold on, let me see. Yards after catch. He's always been one of the better better receivers in the league for uh yards after catch. So um but that's the difference. That's the difference right there, man. Just you know, dependability again. If I throw you the ball, will you catch it? Seventy-five percent of the time, I'm taking that. I'm throwing that guy the ball in any any situation. That's what I'm doing, and that's nothing. You know, like I said, nobody's saying Evans is the bad receiver, uh, but what we are saying is. He may not be the best receiver on this team anymore. And he's up, he's getting up there in age anyway. Uh, some people have a hard time of, you know, dealing with that because he's been here his whole career and he's put up these, you know, numbers that he's put up. And a lot of people think, okay, uh, part of their argument when when I try to tell them, hey, he's not the best receiver on this team anymore, uh, what they say, well, look at look at his career. We're not talking about his career. We're talking about today. And I could go back probably three years and show you he ain't the best receiver on this team. The numbers support my argument. And you know, a lot of people don't like to hear that. Oh, you're trying to you're trying to 
you know, put the two against each other. No, man, I'm just just simply telling you, uh, just my eyes can see watching a game who who the number one receiver is. It's the guy that get the most targets. It's the guy that has the most receptions. It's the guy that's that's more dependable in in big down in distance, you know, situations. It's the guy that they move around everywhere to try to get the ball in his hands. It's that guy. It's always been that guy. That's just that's just football. I mean, am, am I saying anything, you know, outside of that's 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 weird or something? I mean, I don't think so. I, I believe I know enough about the game to understand, you know, if you got a running back, that's that's your number one running back. Uh, you're gonna do all everything you can for to get that production out of them, uh, whether it's the running, running the ball, or putting them in in on the line of scrimmage, putting them in the route to get what the defense keep them off balance. So that's all I'm saying, just based on how he's been used over the last three years, tells me everything I need to know about. Uh, Chris Godwin, and, and I was one of the few, and William, you can back me up, I was one of the few when we drafted Chris Godwin that said in three years he's going to be our best receiver. Well, I mean, he's in year seven now, and for the last three to four years, guess what? He's been our best receiver. It's just it's just certain things that that I've seen what he did in college that we we didn't see Evans doing what Chris Godwin did at Penn State. We we saw the we saw the Rose Bowl that uh Godwin went for two hundred yards plus receiving in like seventeen, fifteen, seventeen receptions, thirteen, something like that. We saw that game. I mean, at least I saw it. I don't know how many other people saw that game, but uh, when they drafted Godwin, bro, I was ecstatic. I was the same way when they drafted Chris Godwin that I was when the Bucks drafted uh, Vita Vey. Nobody didn't know who Vita Vey was. And they drafted Vita Vey, I jumped up. Yeah! And everybody was looking at me like, bro, who is that? A defensive tackle? Why would you take a defensive tackle that high? You should have took an offensive player. I'm like, do y'all understand what, what we just drafted? No, most of the time uh they they really don't uh they really don't understand. Um I remember going into that draft how um I was I was so high I was so high on him and everything and all that and and if you remember correctly I told you guys I said watch I said whatever team he goes for he's going to be a difference maker yeah he... somehow some way he fell to us I I still to this day don't understand how we landed him 
I really hey, don't. We got lucky, man. I mean, as good as he was at Washington, we got lucky that he he fell that far. And the only reason he probably fell that far is because uh, he's a he's a defensive tackle, and I don't think too many teams want to take that risk of drafting a defensive tackle over uh, a skill player. You know, that high in the draft. I mean, he was a top fifteen. I think I want to say top fifteen pick, and obviously, to up to this point, I don't think anybody is complaining about that pick. He's been he's been worth every single you know penny uh, that we you know we paid him up to this point, and he's still young, so he's got a lot of football left, and uh, hopefully, uh, in a Bucks uniform. You know, I, I like to see players uh, have long careers, long productive careers, and hopefully uh, he could be one of those guys, you know, that that can start and end his career, you know, as a Buccaneer because, you know, Warren, players like Warren Sapp didn't get that chance. He wanted it. Uh, they chose Anthony McFarlane. And that that's that's pretty much how that ended. And, you know, uh, John Lynch, you know, didn't get that chance. They didn't want to take risk of him, you know, re-injuring and injuring that neck. And they opted to move on. And then John Lynch went to Denver and and you know Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, sometimes it goes like that, but. Uh, you know, as long as Vita Vez is productive and doing what he do best, uh, we'll we'll be. You know, we'll be in good hands. That's one one constant uh, on that defense, and Vita Vez the anchor up front on that defensive line, and uh, I think this season he's probably having one of his best seasons this year. So uh, he just need a little bit more help up front. He doesn't. It's just him. It's just him. Um, Shaq Barrett's not giving us much. Uh, you know, the young guy, uh, Joe Tryon, Choinka, uh, you know, a lot of lot of athleticism, uh, not enough discipline. He always gives up the edge all the time. So, uh, just got to get a little bit better there. But, uh, yeah, man, so – uh, we're gonna go down uh, the list here, and we'll we're gonna you know call out the games. I'm gonna give my who I think is gonna win. William Graves is gonna give his opinion on who he think is gonna win, and uh, that about do it for us this week. So let's go ahead and do our our picks here. Let me. think I've already done them, but I won't do them twice. So, tomorrow night, uh, we got Jacksonville and New Orleans. All right, well, you know who I'm taking. I'm taking Jacksonville. So, <clears throat> at, at New Orleans, by the way, it's in New Orleans. 
Wait, uh, who's played New Orleans? Jacksonville. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Um, I know Trevor Lawrence is hurt and everything, but uh, New Orleans, they, they just got a lot of problems over there. Uh, they don't seem to be getting them corrected or anything along those lines. Um, yes, losing Trevor Lawrence is a big deal, but I think ja- I think Jacksonville uh, finds a way to win. Yeah, and uh, you know Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I did read something today that said there's a chance he may play. Uh, tomorrow night. So we'll see as we get closer to, um, you know, the game tomorrow night. We'll see exactly uh what you know what he does if he if he dresses or not. I don't even know who's the backup uh, quarterback over in Jacksonville. So uh, that would make a difference if I knew who the backup was, but I don't. So, uh, we'll just go, go by that. So let me, uh, where's my list? Okay. Uh, Sunday, no, no early games, no London games. So, uh, Sunday we got, uh, Las Vegas at Chicago taking the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, same here. Ra- uh, Raiders over Chicago. That shouldn't even be a question. Okay. Um, taking next game, uh, Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts. Um, just by better judgment, I, I'm going. I'm going to say Cleveland. Well, if uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't play, they're in Indy. Uh, last week, Cleveland Browns upset the uh, Eagles with a practice squad quarterback. I don't see that happening two weeks in a row. I'm going with the Colts. Now, if I win this... Uh, game here. Only 17% of uh, people that uh, put in a picks took the Colts, so I feel pretty good about that if that happened. Uh, next game, Buffalo, New England. Uh, New England, they're just struggling too much, so I'm, I'm taking Buffalo. Yep, same here. Next game, uh, Commanders at the Giants. Washington. Yeah, I'm going to take Washington, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants pull one off here. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is uh, in the lineup. Uh, Next game, Falcons at uh, Bucks. Um. 
I'm going to say I'm going to go with Tampa. I uh, and merely because it is their it is their home field. Uh, they just got embarrassed by the Lions on their home field. I they, I think they bounced back. Okay, uh, I'm taking the Bucks as well. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm not playing around with that. They better win. Um, Oh, I'd be very upset. Next game, we got uh, Lions at Baltimore. I'm I'm still taking the Lions. I'm taking Detroit, man. Yeah. Yeah, I I think um, I'm going to ride that. uh, I'm going to ride that Detroit train until it goes off the rails. Yeah, if it goes off the rails, it may. It, um, no, it, it's not to. It may not go off the rails, man. Detroit is uh, they're, they're playing that good, so uh, it may not go off the rails. Five and one, uh, yeah, and probably looking like one of the top teams in the NFC, uh, right now, if not the top team. So, yeah, I'm taking Detroit. Uh, next game, Steelers and. And again at Rams. Um. Ooh. Tough one there. Um. I'm gonna go Rams, just because of the fear factor that they're at home. All right, so I'm, I'm taking the I'm I'm taking Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Uh, reason being because the Steelers, no matter what, they always find a way. Under Mike Tomlin, they always, they always find a way. And at the end of the day, uh, Steelers just continue to win, even when uh, odds are stacked against them. So I'm taking. I'm taking the Steelers. All right, next game. Arizona. Seattle. Um. Hmm. I'm I'm gonna go Seattle. Yeah, I'm going. I'm gonna go Seattle as well. I'm going Seattle as well. Uh, Seattle has been uh, even though they've been in a little bit of a struggle, uh, they haven't exactly uh, got it all together, but. You know that the Pete Carroll teams always, always fight. Mm-hmm. And Geno Smith is showing that last season was not, uh, you know, a fluke, and he's continuing to play some good football. So, all right, Sunday, four o'clock games. We got Green Bay 
at Denver, Packers. Even though, yeah, Packers. Who you got, William? Oh, I'm sorry, you broke up right there. What was the game? Uh, Green Bay against uh, who, who was it? Green Bay against at Denver. Um, yeah, it's going to be Green Bay. Um, Green Bay, even though they're younger, whatever, they're they're still a little more uh, better put together than what Denver is. Okay. Uh, this should be a good game here. Chargers and Chiefs. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um. Um. Chargers at Chiefs? Yep, at Chiefs. Uh, um, Kansas City. You know, this game, these games between the Chargers and the Chiefs, every time they play, they come down to the last, mm-hmm. last minute. And even though the Chargers are two and three, they've lost some more games in the last minute. This might be the team with the baddest luck in the NFL. But uh I'm gonna take I'm taking the Chargers. That's gonna be my I don't even know if there's an upset because the Chargers got so much talent on that team, they should be a lot better than they are. Uh but uh I'm I'm gonna take the Chargers. Yeah, um, it, that it's it's always a good game. It really is. So I I, ha- I have not, I have two other questions for you about that game. Yeah. One is Taylor Swift going to be there? I hope she's not, but I know she probably will be. Two. <laughs> how many times? Two, how many times are they going to show her on camera? Uh, uh, shoot. Uh, I'm going to say 15. That, uh, I, I mean the entire game, not just the first quarter. Yeah, 15. That's it? Bruh, if they show it more than that, that's too much. Bro, so you, you you have got to understand what what exactly they're doing, right? Yeah, they're trying to bring what, in the yeah, uh, what, uh Wait, what's that? They're trying to bring in the uh the Swifties. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Uh... Now now we're here. This is the thing. Any time that they can that they can 
zip over to Taylor, regardless of if it's right after uh, a touchdown or this or that. Okay, yes, that's exactly what they're doing. They're they're breaking in the Swifties to um, to booster their um, uh, their their viewership. I mean, like, so yeah, in in you know we. When when Tom Brady came to Tampa, it was the Brady effect. The Bra- the Brady effect of Tampa getting all these primetime games and stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying the Chiefs are a bad team. Obviously, they're not. But I just have a feeling that we're going to uh, it's, we're going to start seeing more and more of this Taylor effect thing where some of these Chiefs games and everything get broadcasted on uh, on television, a little, um, you know, bumping out some of these other games that were going to be televised just to get, what did you call them, the Swifties? Yeah, yeah, the Swifties. That's what they, that's what they say they are, so, yeah. Oh, are, are, are you? Are you a are you a Swifty Debo? No, no way, no way. You, you sure you're not Swifty? Oh, I'm positive. I don't listen to her music. Let's see, I've heard a couple of her songs. I mean, they're they're not they're not bad. I mean, no, they're not bad. Um, but I'm still not listening. You can listen. I'm not listening. Oh. Um, um, no, I that that's I, not really my my type of music. There, you Tebow. sure? You sure? Are you sure, Debo? <laughs> I listen to stuff like Guns N' Roses, <coughs> Foo Fighters, Def Leppard, Aerosmith, uh, um. Let's see. Oh, um, I and I know that this group has been around for a little bit, but I I really started getting into the music a little more. Uh, Imagine Dragons. Yeah, you know, now nah, I'm not gonna lie. They're they're okay. They're okay. I didn't know who they were. I did. I liked a few of their songs. And uh, and then I found out, you know, who they were, and I was like, hey, you know, they do some good music. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I just kind of like how their lead singer is. The the guy, the guy is a very humble and you know, and a very uh, gracious and grateful individual. I mean, um, I've I've caught a couple of videos of. Hillback concerts, you know, just talking and stuff like that, and you know, and I mean, just his message of you know of you know coexisting and you know and not be and and actually you know and actually being a decent human being and everything. I mean, you know, um, 
I I thought that that was I thought it was pretty cool. But so um, yeah, I mean I listened to them. Um, I listened to stuff like uh, Skillet, Pod, um, uh, there uh, another another like little indie rock group uh, that I listened to that. I don't know if they've ever done any tours in Florida, but it's called P.S. Up Your Boyfriend. Yeah. So, I, I, I listen to stuff like that. Um, I mean, like I said, I've heard a couple of uh, Taylor Swift's uh, songs and um, stuff like that. Um, you know, I mean, they're 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 all right. She she's not horrible. I mean, just not really my. Like my cup of tea, I'm definitely not gonna go in, spend thirty dollars to go watch a movie of her concert like some of these people are doing. And I mean, you know what? If they if they want to do that, I mean, I, I mean, I'm definitely not gonna judge because I I blow thirty dollars on stupid crap all the time. So I mean, if if these kids. Really like Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift that much, then yeah, I mean, let them go see a concert. It's definitely a lot cheaper than them fifteen thousand dollar tickets that uh, <laughs> that some people were selling. Yeah, that that bill was just that bill just crazy, bro. I, I just can't see, uh, I, I can't see myself ever. Ever doing that? See, see, I was almost sure you was gonna call your daughter up and be like, "Hey, uh, just so you know, for for your Christmas present, I bought you uh, four tickets to uh, go see Taylor Swift." She gonna be like, uh, "I don't listen to her. We not going." Gonna be like, "Well, you don't." Like, oh, you don't? Well, you know. Guess I'll just have to go by myself. <laughs> yeah, you, you, your little fifteen thousand dollar ticket. Yep. Yeah, man. But yeah, these people go. Uh, people go crazy. Def for sure. Definitely. You you think she'll uh, try to buy part of the Kansas City Chiefs? For what? I mean. No, I hope not. I don't want to. Uh, when I watch the games, when I turn to the games, I just want to watch the games. That's it. I want to, you know, look at uh, Taylor Swift 45,000 times. Uh, that's not that's not how I want to watch the game. Then you probably shouldn't watch any Chiefs games anytime soon. Oh, I'm not. I'm going to make sure I turn the channel. You know, you just upset all the Swifties, right? <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I just want to watch the game. She, them showing her on the TV screen does not, does me no good. I don't, I don't, I don't get excited. Uh, you know, just because they showed uh, Taylor Swift on on the screen.
and and you shouldn't either, William. Don't don't be like everybody else. Hmm. I mean, like I said, each to their own. Yep. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're gonna get on up out of here. Uh, we went a little, little, little bit uh, long tonight, but that's yeah. okay. Um, man, shoot, it, it's a, it's a right pack after, uh, after oh, yeah. dark. Yeah, we, we well, man, man, we ain't had one of those in a minute. Oh yeah, man, we way over, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since we went went uh over overtime, uh this long. Usually we, uh, you know, cut it a little bit shorter, but that's okay. That's why we do this. We we can make our own rules. But um, appreciate everybody tuning in, man. It's always always fun. You know, getting everybody uh, to tune in to the show and Boss Hawk for calling in. Appreciate him for calling in. Always, uh, William Graves, you know, uh, calling in, doing your week two of your Sports Kitchen segment, which will be up on the uh, Rat Pack Sports Show uh, website and also on our podcast platform as well. So you can go and download that. Uh, you know, when you get a chance. Uh, hey, we'll, we'll see you guys on Sunday. And everybody else, in, enjoy, man. Uh, Rat Pack Sports Show. We out of here, man, for this week. Uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday night, NFL Sunday. We out of here, man. Peace.